Hello and welcome to another episode of The Messed Up Gardener. My name is Esther Aiken and I'm your host for today and I'm absolutely buzzed to be here. As I'm sitting here putting my notes together for this particular podcast episode and I'm freezing my backside off, we have had some late frost here and these have happened for several days in a row now and the reason I'm particularly peeved off is that I did a whole heap of seed planting into my seed planting trays the other week and because of the cold mornings it has certainly put a spanner in my seed germination works. Even though I've covered the seed raising trays, I suspect the cold has got to some of them. It was bad enough that I lost a whole tray of lettuce seedlings to my cat who decided it was pretty much a great warm spot to sleep on. Let's just say when she saw me coming, she took off pretty quickly. Wasn't a lot I could do to salvage those, but they have been firmly plopped into a spare corner of the garden. And if they take, they take. If they don't, Oh well, at least I gave it a shot. I have so many ideas and plans I want to try in my garden this year and my hand is still buggered and holding me back. I'm completely and utterly unimpressed. It was, it has made weeding a little bit harder as well as turning my compost and of course carrying buckets and things around. So don't get me started on how nasty it is mowing the lawns with broken bones in your finger. Although I have been very good at taking the doctor's advice and behaving but being a mum and the only adult living here there are certain things that a 12 year old cannot help with but I will figure it out. Something I have noticed more and more is the media hyping up spring making it sound like it's the most important season of the year. I understand that a lot of us come out of hibernation from winter and feel completely revitalized and ready to get stuck into the gardens or in my case my bees. It has been very much a time of prosperity in the gardens with a lot of the planting that happens right now to basically it starts producing those crops that will feed us over the less active growing months. But How many of us actually go into spring with an actual plan for the season? I know I've been, well, a little bit, let's just say, a lot slacker this year around planning, probably because I've been so crazy busy with everything else. And most years I would have spent probably a solid day sitting down planning out what I'm going to do in my garden. And that includes a garden budget and a list of working out what materials, seed, potting mixes, etc. that I need. And since I haven't done it yet, I thought I would create a task list and share it with you on this episode. Hopefully that helps you in your spring garden. It's not to say that you cannot apply a number of these tasks if you are heading into autumn because they are just as relevant just perhaps instead of doing warm season planting swap it out with cold season planting. Now this task list that I want to talk about is not complete and you can add a heap more to it but I find that these are basically a nice foundation when it comes to getting stuck into a spring garden coming out of winter. Obviously some of the tasks change the deeper you go into towards your summer gardening. The first task I want to talk about is 
cleaning up garden beds by removing any debris or dead plants. So not everything survives over those winter months. And as a, it's basically a perfect time in early spring to clean up the vegetation that perhaps didn't make it. I always have a really good look at the plant material just in case it's died because of disease or pests. And if I don't find any of those, then the material goes on to the normal compost bin. But if I do find that there is signs of pests and diseases, then I will either get rid of the material by drying it out and potentially burning it, or I throw it in a separate compost bin that I tend to show a little bit more love and attention to when I'm composting it all down. In most cases, the composting process will kill most bugs and diseases as long as you get it hot enough. Actually, I don't think I've covered soil sterilization before, so I'm going to just quickly cover it now. So sterilizing soil is important for various reasons, right, such as removing harmful pathogens, pests and weed species. So there are several natural and chemical methods for sterilizing soil depending on the attended use and what the severity of the issue has been that may have caused the soil to go yuck. So one natural method is solarization, which involves covering moist soil with clear plastic to trap solar energy and raise the temperature to a level that kills off the pathogens and pests. This method is effective for small areas and in warm climates, but it may not work well in cooler areas during cloudy days. So you're basically almost well boiling the soil if if that kind of makes sense. So another natural option is steam sterilization, which involves using steam to kill off pathogens and the pests and again, the weed seeds. This method can be done using a pressure cooker or a steaming machine, but it requires a lot of investment and time to set up. Not really for everybody, but if you can find a way to heat up your composting piles even more, um, like in the past, I've used black plastic to really pump up the heat into the compost. Just be wary that you can burn yourself on the composting products if it gets really hot. This next chemical method is not for everybody and it's often used in more commercial applications. And these are uh, including fumigants like methyl bromide, chloropiclorin or a diazomat, which is highly effective in killing a range of pathogens and pests. However, they can be very hazardous to human health and the environment and require proper handling and protective equipment. But there are some really easily available items you can get off the shop shelf, which is a whole lot safer for home gardeners. And these chemical options include using bleach, hydrogen peroxide, or vinegar solutions to sterilize the soil. These methods are much less potent than fumigants, but can still be effective in killing off some pathogens and pests. Overall, natural and chemical methods can both be utilized to sterilize soil. The choice of method depends on the intended use, the severity of the soil soil issue, and the resources available. It is important to follow proper safety guidelines and dispose of any hazardous materials in any, you know, and obviously an environmentally friendly manner. The next task I want to cover on the list is to prune shrubs and trees to promote healthy growth. Yes, I know a lot of the pruning should have happened in autumn and winter months, but evergreen species, for example, can cope just as well at other times of the year as the sap flow will protect any open wounds caused by the pruning. Just make sure that you keep your tools nice and clean so you're not spreading any of those diseases from plant to plant. I understand that cleaning your garden 
toes can be a daunting task. Luckily, there are several gardening tool cleaning solutions that can make this task way more manageable. One of the most effective solutions is just a simple mixture of water and dish soap. Simply mix a few drops of dish soap in a bucket of warm water and soak your gardening tools for a few minutes. Then use a scrubbing brush or a cloth to remove any dirt or debris and of course rinse the tools with water thoroughly then dry them and don't forget to give them a quick wipe down with a bit of oil before storing. So another great solution is a mixture of vinegar and water. Mix equal parts of white vinegar and water in a spray bottle and spray your gardening tools. Let the the solution sit for a few minutes then wipe the tools with a cloth or a scrubbing brush. If using this solution it is really important to rinse the tools with water and dry them so the acidity from the vinegar doesn't damage the tools. So lastly you can use a solution of bleach and water to clean your gardening tools. Mix one part of bleach with 10 parts water and soak your tools for 10-15 minutes. Rinse the tools again thoroughly with water and definitely dry them before you put them away and again don't forget to give them a quick wipe down sorry a quick wipe down with oil before storing no matter which gardening tool cleaning solution you use always wear gloves and protective eyewear to avoid any harm on your skin or eyes so the third task is to test any soils that may be a bit dodgy and add any necessary soil improvements. This could include conducting some simple soil tests like pH, which tests for the alkaline or acidity of the soil, or even just the hand test, which pretty much means grabbing a handful of the soil and looking at it to see what it consists of and if it requires any further compost or drainage material. You can tell a lot about the health of a soil from how it smells, the colour it appears as, and if there's any insect activity present such as earthworms or any other creepy crawlies. The human, sorry, the health of your soil is crucial for the growth and development of your plants. Just like humans, plants require a balanced diet to thrive and soil provides the necessary nutrients. Some signs to look out for may indicate your soil may be unhealthy include if your soil is slow to drain or becomes waterlogged, it may be compacted which prevents the water from percolating through to the roots. If the colour of your soil looks more tan and less chunky, then it's time to add in, say, organic matter, which is key to a healthy soil structure as it provides nutrients, again increases that water absorption and promotes the all-important microbial activity. If your soil is lacking in organic matter, it may be less effective at supporting healthy plant growth. If your plants are showing signs of nutrient deficiencies, such as yellowing leaves or stunted growth, it could be a sign that your soil is lacking in essential nutrients and is often overlooked. But another sign, which I've talked about a little bit before, is compost. Compacted soil. So compacted soil can occur due to heavy foot traffic, machinery, or even just heavy rain. And this can prevent roots from growing and accessing the essential nutrients they need. If you are noticing any of these signs, it is important to take action to improve the health of your soil. You can do this by adding organic matter, aerating the soil, using fertilizers to replenish nutrients, and what is a more perfect time than springtime to take action. This next task is more of an 
end of a task and that is to finish planting the last of the cool season crops like peas, lettuce and spinach. This leads nicely into the next task and that is to start warm season seeds indoors, something that perhaps I should have paid more attention to. So some of the seeds that I'm planning on putting in are, and I wrote this out in alphabetical order, so bear with me. The first is my favourite, basil, beetroots, bok choy, capsicums, carrots, cauliflower, celery, coriander, courgettes, cucumbers, eggplants, which I'm definitely going to give a go this year, kale, you'll know I'm a big fan and grow it all year round, lettuce, musculine mix, parsley, potatoes, pumpkins and squash, radishes, rocket, silver beets, spinach, spring onions, sweet corn, tomatoes, and if I forget the watermelon this year, my daughter will absolutely have my guts for garters. But anyway, I have a couple of heating pads that I'm going to be setting up in for some of the more precious seeds. Yes, I can't afford for the frost to be getting these ones. In this case, I'm referring more to the capsicums. And although I probably know better, I'm going to try and give the Great Lakes lettuce another go this year. Last year, it was a complete disaster because of the rain constantly causing the hearts to rot out and go slimy, but it still is one of my favourite lettuces. Call me a traditionalist. So many of my other lettuces, uh, I harvest them quite regularly. You can harvest the leaves as you go, but I still love being able to cut into a Great Lake. And as long as you store it in an airtight container and the lettuce is dry before you put it in the fridge, it lasts for ages. The next task, although normally done during winter months, I would be doing it right now if you have them sitting around in your garden, and that is to plant bare root fruit trees and bushes. When you're planting plants, and this will make sure you mound up the soil underneath and you use a good long-term fertilizer, just make sure the fertilizer is not touching the roots. I am a huge fan of the MagAmp fertilizer tablets. These last anywhere between one and a half to two years and sorry the soil when it sits in there provides food for whatever you've planted and it's a great start for sure especially if the soil's not that great. So this next task isn't necessarily for everybody but there are organic methods to do this as well. I covered some of the potential natural recipes in Weeding 101 episode and if you haven't listened to it, pop back. Um, But mostly it's to apply a pre-emergent weed control to prevent weed growth. This is particularly helpful if you have a lot of cobblestones, brickwork and gravel pathways. So many landscape gardening um, areas these days have beautiful meandering, say lime chip or river rock pathways that get taken over with weeds and some real basic natural pre-emergent weed controls can take a lot of pressure off the gardener, especially if you're using a pre-emergence, which means you don't have to consistently spray with an actual herbicide with the weeds having already been established when they die and it just looks yuck while they decay. The next task may sound really boring, and that is to edge garden beds to define their shape. I have a grass called kakuya in my lawn, and if I do not manage the edges of my gardens, then the kakuya absolutely takes over and can smother out everything that is planted in whatever garden it decides to take over. So for me, this is a real task, and one I tend to do often throughout the growing season. The next task is something that definitely takes a little bit of planning, and that is to divide and transplant per 
perennials. The reason for planning this is because you will need a decent amount of potting mix and planters, unless of course you're planting directly into your gardens. This time of year I also like to take cuttings of some of my more prevalent plants like the Arctotus, which is a vibrantly coloured daisy that covers as a spreading carpet, but it's not inclined to take over unless of course it absolutely loves where it is. But it's the ground cover. It's definitely good value for money. You can sometimes buy them in punnets from the garden centres. I would tend to grow them in open gardens rather than in pots. Okay, the next task is something that is really important, especially if you're in a situation where you have to pay for water as well, and that is to install and check a drip irrigation system for effective watering during the winter months. So, sorry, for effective watering obviously during your summer months but during the winter months insects could potentially make a home in the irrigation and block the drippers and the last thing you need is leaks when some simple maintenance can make all the difference these next tasks is definitely one of my favorites and I keep bringing it up in almost every episode and that is to refresh and mulch garden beds to retain moisture and suppress weeds. Again, there are so many different types of mulches that you can use for your garden, but I can't stress enough how much time having good mulch in your garden can save you in the long run when it comes to watering, weeding, and putting goodness back into your soil. The next task is also incredibly important, and it is important especially around timing. That is to, of course, to fertilize trees shrubs and perennials with a slow-release fertilizer. I am a big fan of using nitrogen, phosphorogen, sorry, nitrophosphate blue. <laughs> it has all the goodies in it that you need for your vegetables, fruits and ornamentals. It is not really something you would use specifically for pot plants. So just be mindful when applying it because it's a real winner in your garden in general and definitely worth spending a little bit of cash on. The next task, if you haven't already done it, and that is to set up a compost bin or a pile to recycle yard waste and kitchen scraps. I'll be honest, I went for a walk with my friend the other day into town and we talked, sorry, we walked into the local hardware shop, right? We spent the whole day gas banking, but either way, and with this hardware shop, my gosh, it's like a gardener's paradise. It's got everything and they had this huge range of compost bins they're already pre-made and on display it was funny I inspected all of them and my friend couldn't stop laughing at me as she compared me to her hubby who's obsessed with a certain style of vehicle she said I got that same look while I was looking at compost bins as he does looking at some fancy sports cars I guess you can't hide from your passions my excuse was I just wanted to have a good look at what was available on the market at the moment you know got to keep up with those trends and all (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Although I can't imagine myself blinging out a compost bin with the latest set of car wag me, um, wheel mags or something like that. But anyway, then, <laughs> and then there's obviously the next task, which is not expensive, but does require a bit of elbow grease. And that is to make sure that you clean and sharpen your garden tools, especially if you are storing them. But not only that, check that they are fit for purpose before you use them. There's nothing worse than a spade breaking because they're old and worn or getting nasty splinters in your hands from crappy tool handles. And the last task I have on my list, and that is to 
check for any signs of pest or disease problems and address them accordingly. Every year is different. Every season is different. We have cicadas here in New Zealand and when they emerge, they make a real mess of your plants. Some areas in New Zealand, you almost need earmuffs because they can be so loud during summer. And Obviously, autumn this year, we had a breakout of armyworm that absolutely ripped through all of our crops. It just pays to be very vigilant when keeping an eye on pests and diseases in your garden. Okay, so I've just gone through quite a large task list of spring work and your garden. So I'll do a real quick summary of my top five, which are to one, prepare your soil by removing any weeds, adding compost and loosening the soil. Two, start planting early season crops like capsicums, lettuce and spinach. Three, prune any dead or damaged branches from your trees and shrubs. And four, keep an eye on soil moisture and water your plants as needed. In this case, I'm including both the irrigation and mulch management. And five, protect your plants from pests and diseases by regularly inspecting them and using whatever prevention methods you choose for control. I'm not a hardcore organic gardener and I know when it's time to use more drastic measures, especially if it means the difference between putting food on my daughter's plate or not at all, especially with how expensive everything is getting these days. Let me know what some of your must-do tasks are in your spring garden and I hope this particular episode on spring gardening tasks were helpful. While I was writing up my tasks, I realised that I have my hands full for the next few weeks, getting a lot of this work completed, especially because I let one of my little shade house areas become overrun with grass and other weeds. So I'm going to cut this episode a little bit short and I'm going to go and find my gloves and I'm going to go and get stuck into some serious amount of weeding while enjoying the sunshine while it lasts. Although I suspect the weeding is still going to take me a long time to get sorted because it'll be one-handed. If you do have any gardening questions, please do reach out. I'm going to keep compiling a list and every now and again I'll do an episode on a bunch of combined questions, especially if I'm not popping them into my quick and messies. Every week I mention this and don't be shy, let me know if you're needing some private coaching, no matter what level from beginner to experience. Reach out and let's chat. I have a few one-on-one gardening mentoring spots available. Sometimes it really is easier to accomplish a task or a project, having a gardening mentor and quietly holding your you accountable to whatever tasks you set. Click me a DM or email me and let's check to see how we can work together. My contact details are always on the show notes. Don't forget to email or DM me for any one of my gardening freebies. And as always, I say gardening can happen in any space and in any place and on any budget. Have an incredibly abundant week and I'll buzz you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I would love to hear about your gardening adventures. Flick me a DM on Instagram at The Messed Up Gardener or send me an email and let's connect. Don't forget to check out my gardening reels on TikTok. If you are looking for some help planning your next garden project or just need some one-on-one private coaching, reach out and let's get growing. If you have a garden-related business or you're looking at starting a gardening business, including arboriculture, land clearing, firewood or a general plant growing and selling business, 
Let's work together in my one-on-one private business development coaching container, having helped my clients grow several six-figure plus businesses, including from startup to working on million-dollar open space management contracts for many years now. Let me help you and let's grow your business so you can leapfrog your profits and establish a viable and sustainable business. If you're looking for a business podcast, check out my The Let's Biz You Up podcast available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If this episode was at all helpful, please share with others and let's get growing in any space, in any place and on any budget. Till next time, happy gardening and buzz you later.